Hello everyone, happy new year, better late than never, yes. Well, okay, so this episode, welcome to another episode of the BAMS podcast and this time we're talking about habits. I know some of you probably had like some new year's resolutions like for this new year, 2023, like how's that going? Anyways, don't worry, if you have dropped it, we've come to give you some tips to help you get back on track and without wasting any more time, let's get into it. I am David Folarin and our guests are... Okay, thank you. Okay, so let's start. Um, there's this quote that says all people are the same, but that only their habits differ. Like, would you say what you've been doing or the habits that you've gotten? Like, like is there anything that you've been doing so much that has become a part of your life, or like it's become a habit and a part of your lifestyle? Yeah. Can you? Okay, so I think one of them is. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is to study my Bible. And I've seen over time that when I wake up, I don't have to think about it before I do it. So immediately I just pick up my Bible and I'm able to study. Another thing is exercise. I wasn't one that was so keen on exercising before, but I saw a lot of benefits health-wise and I picked it up. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that now I do it even without really thinking about it has become like a part of me so i think those are the two major things that i have built up this year okay um for me i think something that has always been a part of my life and somehow it's always like a part of my day is writing like every day i get to write something it's either i journal i journal every day first of all i journal or i just write something anything at all Probably my thoughts, how I feel currently, um, something I witnessed during the day. You know, a lot of times I usually just um get inspiration from things that happen during the day. So I think I write about that, and that's just basically. It. So why would you call these things habits? Like, what separates them from all your other actions that makes you call them like a habit? Like you refer to it as a habit. Okay, so my understanding of habits. A habit is um something you do routinely that or something you've done so much that you necessarily don't have to think about it before you do it. So it becomes like something you do subconsciously. So that's my definition of habits. So why I refer to these things as habits is because, like I said earlier, when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to think about it. Like the first thing I do is just to pick up my Bible and I know, okay, I want to study it and I don't really need to think about like, okay, what am I going to do now that I'm awake? But immediately I jump up from bed, I just like pick it up. And for exercise, like I have like a set time and once my alarm rings, I just know that, okay, without even, yes, without even like really thinking that, (laughs) oh, how many Things do I have to do? I just go ahead and do it. So like even doing exams, you still do this. Yes. <laughs> like having exams tomorrow, you still work out. Yes. Yeah. I okay, I think it's actually still kind of the same for me, because whenever something happens, like I said earlier, when I see something, the first thing that comes to my mind is to write about this thing. I'm very sure when I get back to the hostel, I'm going to have something to write about what happened now, what Tumisi said, everything that has happened today. I'm just going to have something to write about it. So I think it's still like the same thing for me. And even when I am not in a very good place, like maybe when I'm in class or um I'm in chapel or something, 
I shall know that I shall write somewhere, probably on my notepad on my phone, or I will just be saying the words that I know I'm going to write to myself. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's just it. So like, we you know your good habits. Like, do you have any bad habits? Mm. Yeah, I'm perfect. 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 Like, I think I'm so addicted to using my phone. Like, I really cannot be awake. Like, I can't be awake now. And 10 minutes has passed and I've not picked up my phone mm-hmm. several times in those 10 minutes. So I would say my phone, and it's kind of like a very, very big distraction for me because I'm reading and I'm on my phone. I'm trying to do something productive. I'm just like, let me just check my phone. Let me just check my phone. Let me check my phone. Like, there's this compulsion to just check Yes, it. like... <laughs> If I don't check, that's something is going to happen to me. So I think that's just like a, yes, I think that's just like a bad habit. Well, for me, I think when I get things, I tend to bite my nails even without knowing that I'm doing it. And eventually, I realize that oh wow, I just bite my nails. This is embarrassing and all of that. <laughs> and I so I think that is one. Then before. A bad habit that I had was um, movies. So I like, like you said, compulsion. I had this compulsion to just. Well, and for me, it was when I start a series today, mm-hmm. if it's Korean drama, I must finish it that day. So even if I have a thousand and one things to do, I'm not going to do it. I'll drop everything for that. So I knew it was a bad habit for me, but then I had to drop it. So how did you drop it, Apek? How did you drop it? What did you do? What did you do? Like, did, did you do delete all the movies or? Yeah, that was one step to oh. it. Then I had to um, I had to place myself in an environment where I knew that I wasn't really going to get enough okay drama. Yeah. Okay, drama. So I deleted my drama. Although there's still YouTube, I know I really struggled with it a lot, but I think I just took it one step at a time, challenging myself every day challenging myself every day and doing like a future projection so sometimes i'll usually ask myself okay in 10 years time when you become a doctor and you're working are you going to live your patient's life because it was very bad yes it was that bad and i knew that even at home i'm supposed to cook i will not cook because i'm watching the drama I just knew that okay, this is a bad habit that I had to like. Well, like today, do you still watch K-drama? Do you still watch? No. Like, no. so if you go back to it, you feel like you just stick to it and you drop it. It's like you like, you're like there's this border. Like if you enter it, there's no coming yes, back. Yes, I, I don't know. In my brain, it provides that rewarding. I don't know that rewarding feeling. Instant gratification. Yes, yes, gratification. So wow. like, that's just be away. <laughs> Like so, what do you, like do you do anything to compensate for it or like to fill up that void? Yes. What do you do? I read. I started reading like your school books. No, no, <laughs> self development books. Okay. And okay, I knew that reading was going to help me in a lot of ways, help me to build capacity for a lot of things. So instead of watching movies, because after watching movies, I asked myself, okay, what did I learn from this drama? This guy kissed this girl and all of that. This case drama. It's K-drama. It's K-drama. Don't, don't learn much. Was, don't learn much like of K-drama. American movies where I was learning. Yeah, my son was telling me I should watch like all this law 
um, movies on law films and all of that. But then even medical movies, if I watch, I was watching Grey's Anatomy. I watch it now. The month after, I cannot remember anything. You chose the wrong series. <laughs> this is a personal thing for me. You chose Grey's Anatomy. It's wrong. What did I choose? There's a resident. There's a yeah, good, good doctor. doctor. They're like, good doctor is really, really good. They're them. very accurate yeah, medical dramas, like yeah. medical TV series. I, think I, was, I started watching New Amsterdam, but I was angry after when they were doing what I don't know. Anyways, so now you mentioned that you you have it um Bible and then exercise. Read your Bible in the morning, exercise. Yeah. And for you, it is writing. Yes. So now, how long have you maintained this habit? Like, was there a point where like just like every day, every time I wake up? outside of the Bible or like you just start writing any at any point like was there a day that like from today on forward henceforth I just keep doing this every day to like I well I, I honestly cannot remember exactly but I remember that um I think the month that time that we were on holiday I can't remember what month again was it September we were on holiday June on September I think September I think September was when I started writing every day like it must not necessarily be something very very big old like it can just be it's sweet. It can just be something I just scribbled on my notepad. It can just be and journaling every anything share. So I think um last year, September last year was when I made the decision to like write every single day. After I just read one book or something like that. There's one book I read that we were talking about how important it is for writers to write something every day and all of that. So I think that was when I can remember. I don't know. For me, exercise, I started doing that last year because I'm someone that is very particular about my health. And so I read up articles as to like how I can improve health-wise. And so I saw that, okay, exercise is very, very good. That's for the brain and even for different parts of the body and things like that so i decided to pick it up i think that was around um i was around september so yes was during the holiday last year i remember i decided to pick up exercise so i did a little bit of research as to how to go about it and since then i've i would say i've not been i wasn't so consistent at first but then it became better the consistency thing like Okay, at some point, like when you're doing like workouts and stuff like that, you will definitely relapse. Like there's a there's a point yeah. that you will go back. Like, how did you come back from that? Like, what did you do to like get back, get back on track? Okay, so I I leaned into grace. Let me just put it like that. I instead of feeling bad about like oh you're a bad person and why did you not continue this and all of that, I'm feeling bad about not doing the exercise. I just encourage myself and let myself know that. I'm a human being and I'm not perfect, but I have to get back to this because it is good for me. And I also try to remind myself of why I started. So I started this not because other people are doing it, not because I saw a YouTuber like doing exercise and then they are fit, having muscles and I want to have abs and all of that. But I started it because it, it's very helpful for my brain. I've been activity, my health and stretching my muscles. And I think when I was reading, um, let me just speak this in, when I was reading a slide on muscles in 200 level yeah. i saw i saw that if you don't do exercise for about two weeks mm-hmm. your muscles starts to um, atrophy yeah, mm. because, like, they reduce in size yes yes i was like what because <laughs> i never knew so i was like no wonder because when when i walk 
but like when i walk long distances eventually my muscles start to like i feel pains and all of that and so i knew that i had to take it off so anytime i relapse anytime i stop doing exercise i now like get myself back and remind myself that okay you started this because it is helpful to you and even though you don't see the reward now you see it's like later on yeah okay um for me i think whenever i like after that september that i was very consistent i was not so consistent in october because i was going through it and i'm like ah Abek, please i don't have time for this writing let me just let myself be then i think i read something i wrote sometime i was like ah am i the one that actually wrote this thing hey i'm actually playing you know? and i think I, I picked it up from there whenever i i'm not able to write for whatever reason maybe because of the bulk of schoolwork or maybe because of whatever whatever reason i think i just go back to um i just go back to the things i've written and i read through them and i feel like okay i can actually still do this mm-hmm. or if i feel like i if i feel like i don't want to write sometimes i, I just tell myself don't write don't, don't force it don't just force let it be for now and then in times like that i go back to i don't write i read like i read other people's write up and from there i'm able to pick it up it's not always very easy honestly speaking but that's was, that, that's what has always helped me and sometimes when i can't write i know that something is actually wrong mm-hmm. because this is something i've always done and that's yeah. like been a part of me so why am i not able to do it sometimes like that i i pray i pray i, pray to god. I, tell, I talk to god about it and tell god ah god see what's happening to me and everything and then kind of like gets better Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. Do you feel any like sort of tension? Like, okay, you can't write. Like, you don't know why you cannot write. Is there any like sort yes, of tension? Yes, 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 yes. Very, very, why? very low. Especially when, especially when I write something that everybody likes. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's actually that is actually really, really hard. For example, no, okay, I think after there was something I wrote um in the month of December, and everybody really, really liked it. And I was like, oh, what am I going to write again? I don't know what to write again <laughs> for these people. They should just let me rest. I didn't, I didn't know what to write again. I was like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And the the thing is that I have to, because I was sending out newsletters that period, and I knew that I had to send out a newsletter the following day. And I was mm-hmm. so confused. I was like, what am I going to do now like this? Some of my shall I share it. And people did not like that one as much as they liked your that one. But yeah. I share it, share. And then the ones, the, ones, the ones after that kind of like liked it. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's Okay. But I do know people that like, okay, you have like, you set an expectation for yourself and then you get this tension to like, you have to keep up with that. I, I don't know. If you do something that's really, really good, like one off, like know that you can do that. Like, it's not, it's like, how do I put it now? It's best to just know that, okay, that is what your potential can be. You can be better than that. It's, you can do worse than that. That's fine. But like, you know that, it's like a form of validation that, okay, you can achieve this. You can do better. Yeah, you can do this. You can do better. So it's not like you will not be competing with your past self. Like, oh no, I did this already. I'm also good. But you know, the pressure this. can also be too much. Too. Yeah, it can Especially be when you've done something good. People expect but that you keep keep up with that. And if you don't keep up with that, ah, people will be disappointed. Some people will won't say that you won't you won't fit, uh, fake that one or something. Mm-hmm. I, I get know that. that. People like that. I get Some that. people can break yeah. That's like okay. If, if I know that okay, this person is like some times like it's not that everybody's expecting you to do this. Like it's it's like how do I put it. It's kind of internal. Yeah, like sometimes it can also be won't, internal. Yeah, don't listen that. Oh, people be expecting this. Like, what oh, people say if I drop, what oh, people say if yeah. this happens, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
Let me, people always talk regardless. Yes. If, if you do better, so we'll talk like, oh, this boy is going to work. Exactly. I'll just do more. Like, what she even writes herself? Who can not write? That kind of thing. Like, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. Like, now, I'm sure they must have got this kind of comments. Like, oh, Thompson, every time she'll work and work and work and work. Who sent her? Yeah, you're talking about. Like, yes, I might not know. I might not. Yeah, no. Exactly. So, somehow, we shall get this thing. You did. If you don't get it now, you'll eventually get it. So, the thing is, I'll just keep doing your own thing and then hopefully. You get you get better. Don't put yourself up over like too much pressure. Nah. Now, the things are it's which is a known fact in my opinion. Like, um, amongst students, like academic um habits, like academic related habits, like hard to maintain. Like it's really really tough compared to other habits like playing games, sleeping, eating, and stuff like that. Like, is there anything that like is it that what makes some habits harder to sustain than others? And like, does the concept of gratification come to play when it comes to this? Okay, I think what makes some habits other, right? I think it's the systems that we put in place for these things. Um, you know, it's possible to set a goal that, okay, today I'm going to finish reading two slides. But then you've not set, like, the process as to how you are going to reach okay. that goal. What is the system that you want to put in place to get to, okay, reading those two, like, to get to the results that you've set in place for yourself. So I think it's it's usually about the system, system of getting these results. For example, now I want to read two slides today, maybe in anatomy, and I've not like set a plan as to how I am going to go about reading these slides. When am I going to read? What am I going to do away with so that I can focus on reading, so that every day I can like take it into like. So that every day I can start to read, like so that every day, every day, every day I can read at least one slide. So I just feel like it's the systems that we put in place because it is easier to pick up your phone and watch movies. It's easier to pick up your phone and like focus on all those bad habits like um, using Instagram than actually do the things that, yeah, TikTok, <laughs> than actually do the things that need systems. Those systems are usually difficult to raise. Those processes that are needed for um, the desired results, the good habits are usually difficult to raise. So that's why I think it is easier to go into your bad habits because they are so easy. They don't really need systems for for them to actually play out. So that's what I feel. Okay, I'll I'll speak about the instant gratification part aspect rather. Um, naturally, it's natural for our bodies to be um to fall so much in love with things that please us for example now for me i love using my phone and like i said if i don't use it there's something that put it to me so naturally i'm so drawn to choosing my phone the other the other um minute are be lesser bad habits that i have or i don't think it's as deep as using my phone because of how i feel when using my phone you get yeah so i'm just really naturally drawn to the satisfaction i get from using my phone and all of that so i think instant gratification has a lot a very very huge role to play and then there is adrenaline rush that people say for yes dopamine rush rather that people say that that is um accustomed with habits like yeah i think that's where the instant gratification comes in so yes that's well, okay, from what I know, it's like um, when you get like bad habits, you usually have instant gratification. Like, okay, 
um, you have this urge to watch this movie or something. When you finish it, there's this sense of satisfaction that yeah. comes on you sometimes. That that is instant. But like, when it comes to like books and stuff, if you finish reading one slide, you are really tired. Like this slide will help. Reading that slide will help you pass. You might sleep by reading it, and that sleep will not give you satisfaction again. <laughs> it, it, it's it's actually weird. Like you have to read this slide and then keep reading other slides until you can okay. get that A in the okay, course. Yeah. And I mean, I get the A. You feel it. It's good, though. It's good. Then it's gone. Then it's gone, yeah. Like, that's the end. But, like, in the future, it is definitely helpful. But, like, it's, like, it's, it is really, really long term. And I think our, our minds are wired to work with short term. Like, yeah. you see food, you eat the food, you're satisfied. Good. You on to the next thing. Like, in, there's this constant chase of, like, getting the next thing or the next... Or satisfying this next urge that you get. So, I think the way you maintain it is crazy. But how you have to, the way you maintain it is like you just have to account for your habits. Basically, like you, since you want to do something, like you have to, I don't know, you have to form a system that will help you maintain it. Mm -hmm. And like, how how do you guys maintain? How do you just account for your habits? Like, is it like your, do you do your, do your friends keep you in check, or you just do it alone or something like that? Because I know a friend, she, like it's her friends that help her keep her in check. Like. How do I put this? She'll be like, okay, starting today, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going, or maybe, like, for example, the Bible thing. Like, starting today, I'm going to read my Bible every morning. Mm -hmm. And then, like, it's going to the point that she, she might stack. And her yeah. friend will be like, like, you, you know yeah, the Bible this morning. Also, like, that's how she maintains that habit of reading Bible or maybe or maybe eating or something, working out or something like that. So, like, how do you guys account for your habits? Well, for me, there was one time I was trying to stop my phone addiction. I was using myself, I put in my the major apps I use on my phone on like what is that to call the app timer yes mm -hmm. I will come and I will go and remove the app timer <laughs> I will go and extend the time so what I did was that for the time I was I was really trying to stop it I usually give my phone to my sister mm -hmm. and then I tell her to keep the phone away even if I ask her I'll tell her even if something wants to happen even if this house is on fire don't give me this phone and kind of like helped me mm -hmm. but I was not able to do it consistently Sha. I shut took my phone after some time because why not? I didn't mm -hmm. use my phone. So my friends keeping me in check is one way that I try to like cope this habit. Like if I know if I know I have an exam now, like now that I have an exam and I see that I start using my phone so much, I usually give it to my friends to keep for me because I just have to. So you're just making it like difficult to reach. Yes. And I, I will give it to someone that the person's room is very far from my room. So I have to take a lot of dedication for me to walk down there. Yeah. So that kind of thing. So do you ever feel that like the compulsion to just study, like just have your phone might be that strong to make you walk? Well, actually, it can, it can. But how do I say it now? I try to like put myself in double check. I I can also tell my roommate that please, if you see me going out of the room, follow me, or don't let me go out. Don't try to let me go out of the room because most. For, for the most part, if I'm going out to him to go and collect my phone, so please don't let me don't let me leave this room. No, you don't want me to fail. So mm -hmm. something like that, yeah. So I put my habits in check using a habit tracker. So we have apps, but what works for me is a book. So in that book, for the month, I've like written out all the days for that month. Then I've written out all the habits that I want to keep. So. Like writing down all those things that I want to do consistently throughout the month, it helps me, like, I don't know, it creates this mindset that, okay, you have to do this thing because, I don't know, I receive satisfaction from taking all these things at the end of the day. 
so that is how i account for it because my, my roommates actually, actually make fun of me when when i do exercise <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> really help it doesn't really help at all doesn't because there are some exercises that are somehow weird but then so i just like take it off the habit tracker and that helps me a lot so like they are um how do i put it now when there was stuff that they say because like i know how i understand how like these workouts can be weird and someone can just say something like you won't exactly want to do that thing the right way in perfect form again mm-hmm. like do there are comments does it affect the form of your workouts like the way you do it like maybe you're supposed to do like um this for like 30 seconds you do for 50 seconds so they would not you know talk they don't have the chance to talk or something like that I just laugh it. Just laugh it. Okay. I just tell them, you know what you're saying. See me. I'm going to see the benefits in the long run. When you grow up, I have to Okay. Okay. Now, now let's talk about factors that um, that influence our habits, like environments, for example. Like, can and the change in environment disrupt your habits? Like, does the change in environment like make made ever made you inconsistent or more consistent? Like, how did you adjust to that? When I go home for holidays, I usually, before, I used to fall back into movies. <laughs> because the Wi-Fi is there. And so I can go to YouTube, even though I don't download the movies, and, like, take time, take my time and watch. But I know that there are some things that I'm meant to be doing, like cooking. I don't cook. My parents are shouting my name, but I don't pay attention. So, um, adjusting from that was me... Like I said, reminding myself why I was doing away with that bad habit in the first place. And also, for my LD habits, like exercise, I feel like I usually slack off as well. Before, I used to slack off during the holiday. Like like I said, I started September last year. And it was because it was during the holiday, I was not so consistent with it. But when I came to school, I found out that I was more consistent. When I went back home again, I I lost touch. Like, I wasn't doing it like I was. So I feel like environment actually plays a very, very key role. But when I started using that habit tracker, I feel like that's been... Because I'm now accountable to... So your habit tracker is like, you made it yourself or you bought it because... Is this um, atomic habits? There's yeah. a habit tracker there. Is that a post of James Clear's website mm. or you made it yourself? I made it myself. Oh, Saving money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, for me, um, for my good habits, I don't think my environment can change it, honestly. But I think my environment can help me get better with it. Like if I am in a very um, serene environment where there's lessons. I tend to be able to process my thoughts better. Like, I really love my place to be quiet. So, if I'm in that kind of environment, I feel like my writing is going to be better. Mm-hmm. But that's because I changed location. And my, when I get home, I'll be able to, I, I would stop writing. I don't think it's that way. When I get to school, I'll stop writing. I don't think it's that way. The only thing about being in school for me is that when I'm in school, I, I don't really do more than journaling. But if I'm at home, I can write, I can write other things like probably articles, um, essays, and what not yeah movie reviews <laughs> and things like that but when i'm so because of the bulk of work i cannot really write things like that but i do not stop writing anyways then for my bad habits hmm, 
Mm. <laughs> I really, I've really not seen any environment that has done, um, has that made any impact on it. Because while I'm at home, the same way I use my phone at home, the same way I use my phone in school. Like, I don't think there's really any difference like that. Just that sometimes, well, I think I still even use my phone in class sometimes. Do you think yeah, I don't use my phone like that in the chapel? Because, you know why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I think I think that's just it for me. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, yeah, trying to break a habit can mm-hmm. seem to be as hard as building a new, a good one, a new one. Like, what would you advise someone, like someone that's trying to break habits, what would you advise you give to them? Well, for someone that's trying to break a bad habit, the best way, the best way to break up from old habits is to develop new good ones. You know, like, I know people say that it's not really good to feel in this space, but in this, in this, um, in this scenario, yes, it's better to fill it in with something else because habits are not just something that, if you want to be honest, habits are not just something that we could easily lay off like that. Because these things are, are things that have been that are like a part of us, not like they are a part of us. So they are not things that you can easily break off from. So the best way I think you can break off from bad habits is by creating new ones and sticking to them as much as you can and also by praying because all these things are not actually easy yes. even if you have a good habit you can still you can still do the both of them you can still do the good and the bad yeah. so that, that's just basically it okay hi um i think what okay let me just briefly say that i was reading up on habits while i was trying to break up my bad habits that's um watching movies excessively and I read up that when we do something over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. a neural pathway is created in our brain. And so it, it makes it easy for us to do that thing, even without like thinking about mm-hmm. it. And that is why it is usually very difficult to break off bad habits. Like mine was um, watching movies mm-hmm. excessively. I'm emphasizing on excessively because some people actually watch movies and they set a time limit for themselves and they are fine. So what I got to see from there is that it might not be so easy. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. But then you have to know why you are getting off that bad habit. Number one, you call it a bad habit for a reason because it's not good for you. So and I said um, I did a future projection. Like when I'm treating my patients, do I want to be watching movies or do I, will I say, okay, please let them wait outside. Let me finish the series first. Maybe my mommy, uh, sorry, my child, my daughter, my cute two-year-old daughter walks up to me and is like, mommy, I have a problem. I can't put this jar. I'm like, oh, I'm watching a series. Please come back later. Something like that. So I did like a future projection. But for example, now eating junk food, snacks, as medical students, we know that these things are, um, number one, these things are fried. Like, so the the oil is very, very harmful because of like cholesterol and all of that, atherosclerosis and all those things. So knowing why I am doing, like I'm staying away from those bad habits actually helps me a lot or it helped me a lot that time. And also, like I said before, I leaned into grace. Like Flourish said, staying away from bad habits is not something you can do on your own. Grace is actually made available. So, so long as you go to God that, okay, you want to stay away from this and you ask for strength because we all need strength. 
I think the strength will definitely be made available. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Um. What What would be your advice for someone that is looking to form a habit? Like, is it that they should start straight with like their vision? Because like, okay, how to work out every day, or how to jog ten miles every day, or something like that. Simple jog ten miles. How to jog every mile every day, or something like that. Like, or would you rather them take baby steps? Like, you start small, then you build up to that thing. Like, what? How did you work for you guys? So I started small. Mm-hmm. Um. Definitely, yeah. exercising for the first time was like hell for me because <laughs> I, I had a lot of pain, and ah, it was terrible. Like I even had to take drugs. Yes, now because yeah, my muscles were not stretched for a long time and all of that. So I think baby steps help a lot. That's why I mentioned systems. When you put in like systems that you're going to take towards building your new habits, reaching your projected results, it helps a lot. Once you know that, okay, I am going to, for example, now you want to be more, um, you want to like be a better student. And so you choose to read a slide every day. You don't put too much pressure on yourself when you know that you were not somebody you used to read before. And I say you want to be reading a slide of 80 something pages in a day. And it's tiring for you, it's boring for you. You start to like, okay, I'm going to take two, two, two pages every day, something like that. So I feel like baby steps are actually very, very important because like I said earlier, habits are built by doing something over and over and over and again. So if you're able to consistently do that thing day after day after day after day, they compound. So there's like a compounding effect and eventually you even do it without thinking about it. Okay, continue from where um, Tommy stopped. The truth is that even when you take baby steps, you find out that after some time, you'll be like, this is just so stressful. And then you still stop. But I think there is a feeling of guilt when you when you try to start something and then you stop. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to say that the, that point where you stop should not, you just don't feel guilt. Don't, I know you're going to feel guilty, but don't let the guilt overwhelm you to the extent that you have to stop finally. If you stop for two weeks, if you stop for a day, if you stop for three days, that's not the end of life. Good habits are not built easily, mm. you know? So even when you take those baby steps and then you find out that you are still falling, you know, someone can decide that, okay, I want to read my Bible very well this year. And then, um, okay, I'm just going to read like one chapter as per baby steps now. Okay, let, let me let me even just say one verse. Maybe you don't read that one verse. I'm like, ah, today this some one verse one is too long. I'm not reading again, no. So, shut don't put yourself under much pressure. Even when you, even when you find out that you are, um, you know, you're not able to keep up with those baby steps. That's that's really not the end of life, honestly speaking. You know, you can always continue tomorrow. That's where there's tomorrow. Honestly, that's where there's tomorrow. You can always continue. You can always continue tomorrow. So yes, that's just what I'm saying. Okay. Sorry, please, I want to yes. say something and just add to what Flory said. Yes, it's important that you do not put pressure on yourself. But then, like I've kept on saying, remind yourself of why you started in the first place, why you even regard it as a good habit. So, reminding yourself of that pushes you to continue even when you stop. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. Now, would you say your habits are part of your identity? Like, do you think that much of who we are is made up of our habits? Mm. Yes. I think I'll just want to say about my good habits, not my bad habits. 
Even your bad habit actually. Kind of still accounts for who you are. I don't say that. Yes. Of, I guess no one like, to say it. Flourish is the writer who loves using the phone. Uh, actually. Something. Well, I think it actually does. It actually does because, okay, personally, me, mm, I love using, anybody that knows me that I love using TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. and then Twitter. So, most people know me on Twitter, like most people know Afrish, right? that girl that writes on Twitter and all of that, yeah. that girl that always posts TikTok videos and everything. So, yes, it's a part of our identity. It's like, it's actually a part of our identity. No, but not entirely. Like, it's not everybody that knows that to makes those exercises now. Yeah. I feel like it actually really depends on some factors, I don't know. Well, I guess, like, to her, I don't know. Because me, I, I, don't, I, I think I identify with what my habits are. Like what they are like. Okay, I like playing games. I like doing this. Like it's a part of me. I'm David. I like this. This is part. This is me. Like, well, to her, like she's the only person that can identify herself that way. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm oh, oh, like, oh, like a public, public identity. identity. Yes. Oh, eh. she's the only person that can identify herself that way. That way. So I some people don't know, but yeah. yes, some are sure. But, but I don't know how exercise is part of your identity. Can it be part of your identity? I think your your habits are beautiful. How you perceive yourself, actually. If someone thinks of themselves as being lazy, then they build habits that actually around laziness. So if um someone thinks of themselves as um um okay, I like junk food. This is just who I am. Then they continue. Eating kind of take pride yes. in it. So how you actually view yourself really, really does play a role in the habits that you build over time. Like I said when I started, um, speaking about exercise or not, that I said I'm someone who is very keen about my health. So I identify myself as someone who is healthy and someone who wants to keep on being healthy. And so that was the reason why. I started to do research on these little things like exercise, eating vegetables, fruits, and all of that. So, how you actually see yourself? You know, it is from your identity that your behavior arises from. So, that's the same thing for habits. It's the same thing for habits. So, if you, if you, if you start to refer to yourself or you start to see yourself as a reader, then you start reading. You start reading, definitely. But if you see yourself as someone who has short... Um, Wait, it's called short, short term attention span. Yeah, short attention span. You definitely just believe that okay, once I start this book, uh in twenty minutes I will not be able to continue. So how you how you actually how you view yourself really does play a very important role in the habits that you Yes. I agree with that. But when you started talking about short term attention, short time attention span, whatever, it does that one doesn't really go well with me because like in the sense that I kind of have that short-term attention span. Like, if you start doing something, I'll get distracted easily and stuff like that. But I just, I don't know how do I put it. Um, it's like focusing was something that I, I really, I had, I have issues with. But like, I'm working on it, and it seems yeah. like I'm getting better okay. with it. Like, is I okay? I know that this is me. This is this is how I am right now. But like, this is where I want to get to. Yeah. So I just work with it. Like, okay, if maybe like maybe like laziness, that one. So if you take, I think the, the problem comes when you take pride in the pride, bad yeah, yeah. habits. Like, okay, I'm lazy. There's nothing I can do about that's it. Just yes, that's just who I am. That's just who I am. You just, just become <laughs> my personality. <laughs> yes. So I guess like it just don't 
if you identify with something, just don't, in something bad or negative, just don't take pride in it. Like, if the if the bad thing is a bad thing, call it speed, is speed, and you just, you know, try and detach from that thing. So, yeah, what would be your advice, like, people that are trying to, like, get good habits and stuff like that, or break a bad habit, like, summarize it, like, in two sentences or three? We we already um, made mention of some things like don't put pressure on yourself when you see that um, even while trying to be consistent with these habits that you stop for a while you are inhibited because of one thing or another mm-hmm. don't put pressure on yourself and then do away with it completely then I also say remind yourself why you started I think that thing is very important like when you remind yourself of the benefits of habits that you're, you're building it helps you a lot to mm-hmm. keep on keeping on so those are those are the two things for me well i think to a very significant 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 extent rather your habits um be your environment has a has an impact on your habits it might not be entirely but it's important that you also surround yourself with people who are good people people who have the ability to help you cope those habits you know yeah. people who can who can are not just your friends to. yes people you can be accountable to people who are willing to help you with those habits you know because you can have a lot of people around you and then they're just people they're not really having any impact on you yes so i think to a significant extent it's important that we also surround ourselves with people who can help us cope those habits and like Tony said, just to reiterate it, we should not put so much pressure on ourselves. Ourselves, rather. The pressure should not. The pressure is a huge factor, a huge contributing factor to not being able to form those, those habits, habits or form, form those, those good habits, habits or um, drop, drop those, those bad habits. Okay. Mm. Well, my own personal advice, Sha. My own just, you know, one line. Can't read atomic habits to help a lot. Yeah. And just... Have coconut head and try and stick with what you want to do. Like, just being proud of the good habits you're having. And then just like, I'm going to do this regardless. It is a part of me. I will do it and I'll be good at it. I think that will just help people. It's been an amazing like talk with you guys. It was great. I hope our listeners learned a lot like I did. Because like I learned a few things. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening to our listeners. It has been amazing. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the year. And get like better habits and a better control of your habits. This year, sure. Anyways. Mm. Mm. Thank you guys for coming. Bye bye.